Character Seer Podcast. I'm your host, Sharday, writer as SLF Entertainment, painter of fascinating paintings, and YouTuber as Love for My 4C. On this show, I interview talented people as they share their amazing stories. I also share stories of my own, from fictional storytelling to real-life adventures. I aim to entertain and inspire you to be a character, too. For more information, visit characterseer.com. Monday, Tuesday, happy day. I don't know that song. I don't even know why I'm coming on singing that song like that. <laughs> Just remember watching it on TV, regular TV, y'all, um, when I was a kid. But this is Sharday. Welcome to Characters Here Podcast once again. I am so excited because the person that I am interviewing is a author, a phenomenal person. Her name is Reese Ryan. She writes romance and Reese Ryan inspired this episode to be about well to this episode to be called this is me now I after doing the interview I started thinking like you know every interview that I do or even every episode I come back and I try to think about what do I want this episode to be about like what's the title going to be and I particularly enjoy every kind of episode that I do but the ones I enjoy the most is honestly interviews because I get to do this little talk right before the interview starts and I'm like this is the last interview of 2017 that I'll be doing for characters here podcast and I just I really 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 want it to be something good you know you put that pressure on yourself (laughs) so that's all I have I kind of have this pressure on myself for it to be like the best little talk that I do before an interview but at the same time it still has to relate to what the interview is about and so I came up with this for the title be called this is me usually I will have written like a whole little paragraph about what I'm going to talk about uh, probably about 75% of the time I write it out and other times I freestyle like I'm doing now so this is why I titled it this is me um, a lot of times we kind of put ourselves in categories and we're like this is what I'm gonna use myself for example Chardet does not do public speaking Chardet does not do social gatherings Chardet does not do um you know all this other stuff Charday is the girl who goes to work come back home watch a movie like this is me and we do this to ourselves a lot of times we don't we say what what we are going to do and what we're not going to do <laughs> what I'm not going to be doing is you know <laughs> and not to not that we do this knowingly uh that we are putting ourselves down a little bit when we do it or not even put ourselves down because a lot of times it could be a good thing. Like, yeah, I don't do that. Okay, that's for sure. That's one thing I'm not going to do, you know. But a lot of times we speak it in out of fear of what we don't see ourselves doing because it's just never been a part of who we thought we are. And that's what growing and learning and living is all about. You're not supposed to be the same person you came into this world classified as I mean you already get labeled once you're born into this world and then when you go off to school they want to throw you in these different classes and say you're an honor student and you're not you know it comes to who you are in life and who you want to be you cannot put restrictions on what 
your future is going to be, what your plans are going to be as far as being successful. You do not want to put yourself in a box. Success is not in a box. Success is outside of a box. You have to explore. You have to venture off. That's how we find out what Sharday is going to do and what Sharday is not going to do. <laughs> but I just definitely want y'all to know that do not put limitations on yourself. Do not clip your wings. Do not like let what society or what people that you know tell you what they think they can see you doing or what they think they can't see you doing i mean we already do that to ourselves enough so once you start listening to other people say it do not start you know even beating yourself down even more i never thought when i made up a list of things that i was going to do i never saw podcasting podcast period in it i always saw that i would be a writer fashion designer artist um that's what I saw for myself I did not see podcasts in it anywhere and I wholeheartedly enjoyed this podcast thing I really enjoy it a lot of times you know the editing <laughs> but that's what anything because I was going to be something that is least favorable but throughout it all overall I have really enjoyed this year as a podcast host in proud to say that I look forward to 2018 as a podcast host so I'm gonna end it right here get right into the interview with Arthur Miss Reese Ryan and I want to thank y'all also for tuning in please go ahead and share this podcast with everyone also visit the website charactershere.com to get all of everything that I do so this is me and I hope y'all are doing y'all being above and beyond average okay so I'll talk to y'all in 2018 y'all have a great new year new year's eve all around we reaching for the sauce <laughs> bye y'all born and raised in cleveland ohio a multi-published author who writes steamy emotional romantic fiction former president and current member of her local romance writers of america chapter panelist at the 2017 los angeles times festival of books Celebrating 28 years of marriage in January 2018 with one son and two grandsons, residing in Raleigh, North Carolina, and a special guest on Characters Here, turning 48 years young in March 2018, Reese Ryan. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing well, Charlotte. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> so I'm going to get right into the interview questions. Tell us, what was your childhood like? Oh, my goodness. Um, you know, I... <laughs> I don't know. I, I I grew up in a neighborhood that, you know, I guess in retrospect, I grew up in the hood, but, <laughs> but I was always that kid who um, didn't realize she was in the hood. Cause like we had a really nice neighbor. I mean, we had a nice neighborhood, well-maintained yeah. and all of that. But uh, you know, so as a kid growing up, I didn't think that. <laughs> I just, you know, we live in a nice neighborhood. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was just a typical childhood. Um, and my, uh, I did have a single mother who, um, let me see, probably my parents got divorced when I was around, um, I don't know, 10 or 12. So uh, my mom raised my brother and me from there. But I mean, I guess I was a typical kid, um, had some friendships that I still enjoy today. Um, one of the girls that I went to preschool with, we still get together, a group of us, like every few years. So I feel really fortunate 
to have had my mom and the family and stuff that I've had and uh, the friends that I've had. That's amazing. Like from, you said kindergarten? Preschool. The first, one, of the preschool. Girls, one of the girls I met in preschool, um, the, some of the others I met in second grade and then like the latest I met in fourth grade. So it was a group of like um, 10 or 12 of us. And every few years we get together and have a vacation together. And I hadn't seen them probably in 10 or 12 years. I had most of them, a lot of them still lived in Cleveland and they still got together. So I wow. started getting back together with them probably about six years ago. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we, we'll meet in Cleveland this year and we usually alternate and go to different places that people live. So, um, yeah, but so I feel so fortunate to have that group of friends. And then I, I have another friend that I've, been good friends with since we were probably about 10 12 so I feel really fortunate to have folks like that <laughs> yes that's so rare these days how do you think that you all are able to maintain your your friendship and that, that's a good question because especially the one um person who is like my best friend who lives in Denver we've mm-hmm. actually lived in different states for most of our lives because her mother got a promotion and they moved to Denver from Cleveland when we were about 15. So we've mm-hmm. been apart, you know, states apart and haven't seen, hadn't seen each other in person. Like even it was like a decade probably before we got together. Yeah. Again. Um, but I don't know. And, and we don't, it's not like we talk every single day or even yeah. necessarily every week, but it's just that we have those kind of friendships that it's just, we can pick up and just everything's good. So with the yes. Girl, with the girls I went to school with, like, since I was kindergarten and preschool, I, I hadn't seen them in forever. And when we got together, it, we were just a bunch of silly girls having a good time. <laughs> oh, goodness. That's so fun. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I, like I said, I am so lucky to have all of them. And I'm looking forward to us getting together um, in this coming year. So, did you have any role models as a kid? Anyone you looked up to that you want to be like? One of the people who I truly adored was my grandmother. Um, and as a matter of fact, often in my first book that I wrote, uh, you know, was dedicated to her and dedications to her often pop up. And just because of her personality, you know, she was she was less than five feet tall and she had a big personality and they used to call her a little bit. Some people call her a little bit. <laughs> but she just had this big personality and I just, I loved and adored her so much. She was a single mom, but she just had this big personality. It's such a little thing. And she was just so much fun. And, you know, always kind of looked at her as being my first, you know, role model of a strong black woman. Mm. And I have always admired and, and just adored her. She, um, I lost her several years ago. She had Alzheimer's for several years, which is a really hard disease to mm-hmm. watch somebody you love have. But, um, yeah, she would probably be the person that I adored the most. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what was the first thing that you think led you to become an author? Like the first thing you wrote? The first thing I wrote that I think really um, made me see what it could be like to have people read what I wrote and appreciate it mm-hmm. was in, I think, fifth or sixth grade in elementary, there was some kind of little essay or something I wrote and I won, you know, regionally or something. And so I got a little, you know, certificate for it and that was exciting. Yes. But the thing that made me want to 
really become a storyteller was like a real little women and I love that. Yes. Reading Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice. That mm. was a story that made because I had always been a um a person who loves stories, and that's another thing that I can be really grateful to both my parents, my father and my mother for, is that they taught me the love of reading at a really early age. Yes. So you know they would read to me, and I was able to read well before I went to school, and I've loved books and reading and stories since I was very little, and so all my friends that. I'm still friends with one of the things we always did was we would go every, you know, three weeks because it was 21 days. You could have the books. We would go to the library, take out as many books as we could, each of us, and we read them all and return to the library in three weeks. You know, it was a thing we did. Oh, wow. That sounds so <laughs> fun. <laughs> so, you know, I, I love books, but reading Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice, that made me want to become a storyteller because I wanted to be able to craft a story that was as engaging as that that made you laugh and cry and you know uh, root for the heroine and and, mm-hmm. and be mad at the villain and I wanted <laughs> I wanted to be able to do that <laughs> yes so that was the most life changing thing as far as putting me on a path to being a writer but yeah. uh so after that I started to write you know little stories and stuff on my own and. I would be on the school bus in uh, junior high school. <laughs> and, uh, I, would, I remember at one point, one of my friends was like, you know, what are you writing? And when I told him and she started reading it, so she started reading it. And so it was so funny because it had got to the point this one particular day where as fast as I'm writing the pages, you know, I'm passing it to the next person and they're reading it and they're passing it around the bus. Oh, <laughs> so I think that probably was another moment that was kind of like, okay, yeah, you want to be off. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's so funny. I remember when I was in, I think middle school and I had this really big binder and it had like one of my stories in it. And I remember around lunchtime giving it to one person. By the end of the day, someone else had it and was giving it back to me. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, this was not meant for the whole, you know. <laughs> it was <Yeah>. really funny. <laughs> I know. It's like, it's both terrifying and <laughs> yeah. thrilling, right? Because you're like terrified that somebody saw your stuff that you wrote that you didn't intend for them to see. Right. And when they're liking it and wanting to read more, you're like, wow. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like when I write books now uh-huh. and I have readers say to me, oh, I really like this character or this was, you know, whatever. Or, this book was fire. And I'm just like, wow, really? <laughs> <laughs> It's like you have to believe it. They're talking about my work, right? Yeah, I mean, and even through the whole writing process, I'm kind of like that because you go, I go through points like in the beginning where I'm like, I love this story. This story is gonna be awesome, mm-hmm. and then I'm writing the story. I'm like, dumb, <laughs> and then in the middle, I'm like, I hate this book and yeah. I hate these characters. Mm-hmm. And then by the end, of the time I get to rev- the revision stage, and I'm like, I'm reading, and I'm like, wow, this is brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, yes. Especially when you get that feedback and they're like, they solidify it for you. You're like, okay. (laughs) What led you specifically to write romance? Well, that's kind of a funny story too, because um, at the point at which, um, when I was was a kid, I read everything, you know, big fan of Judy Bloom Mm -hmm. and all the things for people like that. So, you know, I got married and was raising a family and hadn't really done a lot of reading um, for pleasure in a long time. I was mostly reading nonfiction. Mm-hmm. 
stuff for a long time. And so when I got back to reading again, it was at the height of Chicklet. And I love Chicklet. Yes. You know, so I'm a big fan. I'm still waiting for the wave to come back here in the U.S. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I think I think all of my writing still ha- has a little bit of a women's fiction Chicklet bent to it. But um, so I was really into that. And so uh, I was writing that. And once I got serious and was writing again and joining my first critique group, you know, we were in it for a while. And at some point, um, one of the, cause it was a mixed group of men and women. And so one of the, um, guys had mentioned, he was, you know, said, you know, so you write romance. I'm like, I don't write romance. And so we kind of got into that debate. And even though a love story was always central to it, even now you'll see with any of my books, it's always important to me to follow the heroine's journey, mm-hmm. to see her growth and to see, you know, her family and why she is the way she is. And so, cause p- people don't exist in a bubble. And okay. so even with a relationship, there's other factors. Right. So I like to show those factors. And stuff. Initially, I just didn't think of it as that. And so he, one of the guys asked me, he's like, well, do you not want to classify as romance? Cause you don't think they'll take, people will take you seriously. And I hadn't really thought about it, but I was like, you know, I realized that, you know, I kind of had a little bit of that, that kind of those kind of that kind of snobbish blinders about you know romance you know mm-hmm. so after that was when I really started to read romance a lot mm-hmm. and because before that I was like I said read mostly chick lit or what would be considered women's fiction yes. and I totally fell in love oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like I said even though even when I didn't realize what I was writing was romance there was always a, there was always a central love story and again for me. I think there's always a little bit of pride and prejudice in Little Women mm-hmm. in in my books in terms of you always have that unconventional heroine. Yes. And you always have, you know, some kind of family drama. There's usually some sort of, you know, secrets or, or whatever going on. So those books influence me a lot. Yes. <laughs> so, so if I, you know, so if I was put on the path to romance, even though there's still a debate about whether or not Pride and Prejudice is romance, oh, yeah. I would say that that book put me on the road to it. <laughs> what is your writing process? <laughs> <laughs> So this is something I'm trying to be better about in 2018 because this year in particular was a crazy, crazy year. I wrote a yes. lot. I put out a lot of books. Yes. <laughs> Six. And I, yeah. <laughs> so I was a little, it was a lot of kind of feast or famine mm-hmm. going on. So I am a chronic procrastinator, something I've been working on and struggling with for yes. years. So I tend to like, oh, I have plenty of time, mm-hmm. you know, and the next thing you know, I'm down to the wire. So I I did my my <laughs> least proud moment and kind of proud moment <laughs> here was I had gotten down to the wire so much on the book where I ended up writing like 16,000 words in two days, wow. not because I wanted to, because okay. I had to. <laughs> so, um, you know, that kind of thing. So I'm really trying not to do that. So that's one of the things I'm working on in this month of December is like really putting together um, a schedule and a plan mm-hmm. to be more consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of my process, like, you know, outlining versus being a, versus being a pantser mm-hmm. or whatever, in the beginning, I consider myself a pantser when I first, you know, started writing again seriously. And I'm like, I don't need no speaking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just, you know, I'm 
this is coming off the top of my head with this. But what happened was I had started like three or four books and I hadn't finished any of them. I would, you know, write myself into a corner and then get kind of stuck. And I would say, oh, I'm going to sit it aside for a week and think about it. And that would turn to a month where in some cases it turned to years. And so finally I heard a um, Kimberla Roby uh, had done an interview and Kimberly Roby Lawson had done an interview um, on a podcast. Okay. And she talked about her out process of outlining and she's super she outlines a lot a lot but at the time I wasn't outlining at all and I was thinking okay well what you're doing now is not working so why not try something different and so I went back to a story I was stalled on and I just sketched out the rest of that scene I went and really thought about it and what did I need to happen and blah 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 and I sketched out that scene and I finished mm. so then I sketched out the rest of the chapter and I finished that so I just sketched out, like, not super detailed, but just a couple sentences here right. and there to sketch out the rest of the book, and I finished that. And so I came to realize that I do need the structure of some sort of outline, even though I like the freedom of being able to, you know, go in a different, let the character take me in a different direction, if that's what the character wants to do. So the outline is kind of like, like architecture, yeah. it's the walls and the foundation, you know, <laughs> and I have room to play within that walls and foundation if the character wants to do something fun and interesting um and so that's been really helpful for me so that's what I do now and what I typically do as well is a lot of times I will write basically like a proposal in advance Mm -hmm. of actually writing a full book I might write a little bit like a chapter or or so Mm -hmm. to kind of write myself into the character a little bit get to know the character a little bit okay but then after that I start to um write a I write a proposal in advance and I kind of use that as my outline Mm -hmm. Um, for the rest of the book and then the other thing is I like to do especially in recent years is I really I do some fun character um profiles and sketches mm-hmm. that I and I actually um do a workshop on this uh that I use based on like astrology yes. signs uh-huh and so I'll do kind of a full sketch of the at least the two main characters to really allow me to get to know them fully wow and then after that I can, you know, it just takes off from there oh wow that's really neat. I haven't heard that way before. I will start using it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had gone to a workshop a long time ago with Cherry Adair, and she mentioned, you know, that technique. And so then I started exploring that. And I love that. Like I said, I taught the first workshop for it. Um, I think it was, a, it was in October. Yes. In Washington, North Carolina. And it was such a fun workshop. And, we, and, and it's, it was an interactive workshop where we actually – people actually worked on their characters. It wasn't just, okay, listen to me and write down notes. No, we actually worked on their individual characters while we were there. And it was it was so much fun. Because, you know, you start to read these. And it's a great way to kind of get a fully fleshed out character. Mm-hmm. And then you just take what you want and you leave what you don't want. And it really gives you a good basis to start with so that you really know the character and, and you're able to have a really layered, interesting so. Oh, that sounds really fun. I'm definitely going to start doing that. <laughs> so how did you become a published author and what was that journey like for you? So one, the thing that I would say was most helpful to me in actually becoming a published author is joining a Romance Writers of America. Mm. So when I was in that uh, critique group and, you know, once I had this light bulb moment, oh, you write 
romance dummy. (laughs) (laughs) So then then I started to kind of explore um, romance groups. And of course, Romance Writers of America is the biggest, you know, uh, trade organization out there for that. And so, you know, it was something I wanted to join. And at first I didn't want to do the, make the investment of joining. Mm -hmm. And so finally I did join the group. And the other thing is, even if you don't want to join right away, if you want to see if it's right for you, most um, chapters allow you to to attend two or three meetings mm. without being a member to kind of get a feel for it to see if it'll help you. So I did the, that. I attended the two or three meetings that I could for free. Mm-hmm. And I was so inspired by the group. There were lots of big name published authors like Sabrina Jeffries and Claudia Dane and all of that who were in our group. and you know, they talked about what they were doing. Erin Knightley is another one. And so they talked about what they were doing. And, um, you know, it was just so inspiring to, to me to be able to meet them and hear what they were doing and get tips from them and stuff. And so I invested in, you know, joining the national organization and also my local chapter mm-hmm. and going there every week and hearing the different craft lessons and um, some talk, talk about published authors, either in our chapter or, or others. And, you know, talks by editors and stuff was a huge help to me. And that's basically what put me on the road to, to becoming a published author. I honestly don't think Mm -hmm. I would have been published even now, probably if I hadn't have taken that step and joined that group. So, um, they helped me to, you know, encourage me and, and, and gave me lots of resources and stuff on, on how to get published. And so, that's how I ended up getting published with Karina Press, wow. um, an imprint of Harlequin first, a digital only or a digital first imprint of Harlequin. So I was published with them first in um, 2013. I had two books come out with that. So um, and so then I did that. And then after a while, you know, I uh, wrote another story. And I, one of the things I always wanted to do was, you know, be published with Kamani yes. Romance, which mm-hmm. you know, it's not a lot of uh african-american romance lands and stuff i'm like i want to be on this one (laughs) and so eventually i did i had pitched them but hadn't heard anything Mm -hmm. and i had just decided okay well you know what i've always wanted to do something indie and so i'm just gonna go indie on this book Mm -hmm. and so i've written a book and i was preparing to go indie on that one when a friend of mine was beta reader had read it and was like you know this these characters book would make a really interesting prequel i was like okay so let me write the prequel so i wrote the prequel and then i had a prequel all prepped and i was about to hit publish and i was like well you know what before i <laughs> hit the prequel, let me just check with kamani one more time mm-hmm. and so when i poked them that time because that was actually the second time i poked them oh, wow. um somebody came back to me just like the day before i'm, I'm telling you literally yesterday the day before i was going to hit publish on this prequel Somebody, uh, Taylor Hernandez, contacted me from Kamani to say, "Oh, you know what? We want the. Uh, can you send us the full manuscript? We're really interested." Oh in my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> so then I kind of delayed it, and so th- that was the first book in the Pleasure Cove series, mm-hmm. uh, Playing with Desire. Oh my goodness! So I, <laughs> so I actually did end up um, indie publishing the uh, prequel, but you know, Playing with Desire, the original book. Um, was the first book in the series for for Pleasure Cove with Kamani Romance, so oh that was exciting and and that changed a lot of things for me. So that was that was a great experience. How did you get the role of being president in W? I'm sorry, Romance Writers of America. 
Um, at our local cha- <laughs> at our local chapter, um, cause, well, because first of all, that's not me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I'm usually the one who's like, okay, I'll, I'll help and volunteer, yeah. but I want to be over here on the side. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be perfect. Yeah. I don't want to be facing that. So, but you know, I was at a point where I was so grateful for everything I'd gotten from the organization that I wanted to give back. Mm. And so first I started as um, the PR coordinator. And so I was able to do that for like a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And so that was a board member where I got to be on the board and got to know board members and stuff. And so um, the president at the time um, encouraged me to run for president after her um, term was up because she wasn't going to run again. Mm. Um, Marquita Valentine, another a great author who's she's a popular and wonderful and amazing yeah. uh, who's prolific <laughs> I've always I've learned so much from her so you know that's what made me step up and and take the role on of being president so I was president for two years of the wow. chapter and uh, so by the time the end of that two years came because that's the term anyway it was two mm. years I was so involved by that time <laughs> my Kamani contracts and stuff and writing that it was perfect that it was I was transi- transitioning out of mm. it um I needed every minute I could to write right <laughs> but it was a great experience I mean getting to um serve the chapter in, in that way and you know be part of the process and you know it's one of those things everybody you get so much from it but a lot of times we're afraid to step up and take on a role like that mm-hmm. for whatever reason, whether it's just you don't, you know, want to invest the time mm-hmm. or whatever. And it is time consuming. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it is worthwhile, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like the, the chapter cannot survive right. if people don't step up and take leadership mm-hmm. roles. And so I was excited to, do, to be able to do that. That's amazing. And what was that experience like as a panelist for the 2017 Los Angeles Times Festival looks like? And what have you learned about yourself thus far? Um, for the being invited to to be at the Los Angeles, I, I was like <laughs> flabbergasted when they contacted when my editor contacted me, um, and said that they'd invited me. I was like, me? I was like, are you sure? <laughs> me? <laughs> it was such a fantastic experience getting to fly out there. And be on the panel and be at this festival where people like Clinton Kelly were mm-hmm. giving talks and stuff. You know, it was it was amazing. Yes. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so it was amazing. And and we had a well-attended talk and it was a great mixed group of men and women. Mm. And so um the other uh, author who was on it was uh um Ashley Coleman, mm-hmm. who writes uh, like urban uh, fiction. Mm-hmm. Her husband is a um, her and her husband write amazing fiction, and, and her story was so freaking inspirational to me. Yes. <laughs> and, and the information that we shared, I thought, with the audience was, I mean, it's just, I thought we did a, like, I thought we did a really good job. No. <laughs> it was funny because members of the audience who, you know, they weren't my typical readers. Yes. And so, you know, I, I didn't think that they were going to, you know, be me and this urban fiction author. I didn't think they were going to appreciate what we were saying. Yeah. But the audience really was into it. They were asking great questions. Mm. We talked, you know, questions not just about romance and uh, the genre in general, but, you know, uh, questions for them as uh, people who wanted to become writers. And at the end of it, um, 
even before we dismissed, uh, there was a journalist there. Mm-hmm. And he said to us that, you know, he said to the crowd that the last couple of years he had been coming, he was shocked that one of the best panels he'd attended was the romance panel. And that wow. was that year. And so I was really astounded by, right. <laughs> by that. And then afterwards, we got such great feedback from you know, people in the audience and stuff who were not our typical readers for either one of us. Wow. Um, <laughs> and yet, uh, you know, they really, really, really appreciated it. So, uh, and then the, and there was also a historical um, uh, author also, also who was there, whose name escapes me right now, mm-hmm. but I'll come back to it in a minute. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's like, I feel like you really can learn life, especially when everything's mixed because you won't be specifically talking about the same thing in the same way exactly so um it was you know it was it was a really great experience getting to know both of them and like none of us had met each other before (laughs) then we we met each other like walking on on the way over to the building from the green room to you know where we were gonna have it but it just turned out so well like you said because we were all coming from different places and we all had very different experiences about you know how we became writers and how we our writing processes it turned out really well. yes <laughs> yep. yep so it's definitely a, it was definitely a high moment for my career absolutely yeah. <laughs> and you teach workshops on creating believable characters how did that come about and what is your most asked question um <laughs> okay well how the workshop came about was um probably like three years or so ago mm-hmm. I made that one of my goals I knew that I enjoyed um you know, when people would ask me questions about how I did different things and stuff. And so I, I enjoyed sharing that information and I enjoyed, just like I enjoyed learning the information at the different workshops I'd attended. So I had made that a goal of mine maybe three or four years ago, but I wanted to eventually teach a writer's workshop. Yes. And so a woman who was in my chapter uh, of RWA, my local chapter, mm-hmm. had invited me because she was a member of another writer's group because in she lived out closer to the coast as opposed to, you know, Raleigh in the, in the center of her okay. And so she would belong to a writer's group and help run a writer's group out there near the coast. And so she asked me a couple years ago to do a workshop and I was like kind of hesitant. You know, I was a scheduling issue, but also I was really just like, ah, I don't think I'm ready, <laughs> you know, for prime time, yeah. you know? So when they asked me again this time, I was like, you know what, this is on your list of things you mm-hmm. want to do. You know a lot, you've learned a lot. And you have a lot to share. And so I made it happen. (laughs) (laughs) And so how I developed that particular topic is because I'd written an article for Romance University um, a long time ago um, on that topic. And it turned out really well. And I was like, you know, I can flesh this out into a workshop. And at, you know, some of the things I had been doing since then. And so... Um, that's how that started. So the, it's a two part workshop. Well, that one was a two part workshop. It's two different workshops, so I, but it was a full day. So I did both. Yeah. And the first one was about believable characters. And the second one is about, you know, basically it takes the village, uh, the secondary characters and how they contribute to this really full and engaging story. And so that was so much fun to do. Okay. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I definitely look forward to doing more, more live ones, but I'm also going to adapt it to an online nice. one so I can find it's an online course as well. Oh, so um, most asked, let me see. I cannot think of 
a most asked question because in the workshop it was like I said, it was so one it was great because it was super interactive mm-hmm. um and they had such great questions so it was like <laughs> yeah I'm, just, I'm trying to think was there a particular I don't know because we just kind of went through the whole gamut mm-hmm. of how to you know make these characters seem really real and to to be able to flesh them out and so they don't seem you know you know like flat yeah (laughs) or caricatures or whatever and so you know it was it was so funny because like it was a great workshop up until the point in which I introduced the the part about doing the uh profiles based on um astrological signs and it doesn't have to be astrological Mm -hmm. sign it can be some other kind of personality okay yes but you know, it was a great workshop and it was really interactive up until the end, but it was so amazing mm-hmm. to see like the light bulbs mm-hmm. going over everybody's head. Yes. Once I introduced that portion of it and they started to really look into it, it was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so that was just, it was so much fun seeing how excited everybody was. And the other thing was, you know, like I said, it was, we were actually working on them. So, you know, after a period, people would, we took some time and people started to work pull their profiles together for their character and have then going back through and having everybody ask, you know, how this informed their character now and having people be like, wow, now I understand why he does this. Mm -hmm. It was just so much fun. Right. (laughs) So, and I loved it because that's the experience that I have whenever I do that. You know, I kind of put together the character. I know in general who he is. But once I do that personality profile, I'm like, then things start to really, really click. Right. About three is the way they are. And then I start to put backstory together to match. You know, I'm like, <laughs> it, 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 it's just amazing. It's an amazing feeling. <laughs> it, like, they really come to life, too, when you really dissect the character like that. What has been the support from family and friends? My family is very supportive, especially my husband. Yeah. Uh, of my writing career. I'm not, I'm not going to sit up and tell you that he's probably, he's probably never read one of the books from cover to cover. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he is, he's patient and he is so helpful and, you know, he, he always tries to, to be accommodating and stuff. And I truly, truly, truly appreciate that. Um, and so my son, he actually sometimes does things for me, like helps me with making graphics or updating my website and things like that. So my family has been um, very supportive in, in that. So, um, and then, like I said, you mentioned having a support system. Mm-hmm. And that is so important, I think, in anything you do. Mm-hmm. But I've been a, a really fortunate, again, that the romance community, to me, is so supportive of one another. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if that's because a lot of times we're not taken seriously by other genres and stuff, even though romance is the big money maker, mm-hmm. you know? For some reason, still had a nose in the air. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, and I don't even know if that that's made the community draw closer together. But definitely, romance writer, the romance community to me has been very supportive of me, um, and of 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 each other. Mm-hmm. And then also the second, you know, community kind of within that community is the indie writer community. Yes, is also so generous. There's so many um platforms out there where they you know will share their knowledge or point you in the right direction Mm -hmm. and so between those two I feel like I've gotten so much support and um from other writers that 
that was that's also huge yes. because you know writing is a very solitary kind of profession mm-hmm. and so and a lot of us are introverts yeah. we always <laughs> introvert masquerading as an ex- extrovert so, yes. <laughs> so um you know so it's it's good to have that support system and then you know I have my other friends and stuff like I said the uh, my best friend who's in Denver, you know, she's always been so supportive of me. I got to have another friend who's a more recent friend, but she's a heavy reader and she's a, a great beta reader because mm. I love her to death. She will tell you the absolute truth. She's very supportive, mm. but she will tell you the absolute truth and it's always so helpful. So, you know, that support group is huge. It really it is. is. So, And for those that are listening and would like to write romance or any genre period, what advice could you give them? I would say definitely start by <laughs> reading a lot. Yes. That's e- even at this stage of the game. Um, if I forsake reading because I'm so busy writing, mm-hmm. my writing definitely suffers. Yes. So read widely, especially in genres that you're interested in writing. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be that arrogant <laughs> person who's like. I can write a romance and just writes it and has never read one or doesn't read any, mm-hmm. you know, thing in that genre. And so read widely. Also read a lot of craft books. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many craft books out there and online classes. That's another great thing. Even if you're out in the boonies mm-hmm. where there is no writer groups around, you can join an online writer mm-hmm. group. I'm, I'm a member of also Semra, which is the, um, it's cultural and interracial and multicultural um, chapter of RWA as well, which is an online chapter. Mm. Um, so a lot of writers of color in that chapter. And as far as workshops, almost all RWA chapters, local and online these days, have online workshops. Wow. So you can learn a lot, even if you can't go to a uh, physical, in-person, a live workshop, you can you learn so much on those online workshops. And so I, I did that and I continue to do that because, you know, I want to continue to get better. I want everybody to be better than last. Yes. Week. That's always the goal. Always the goal. And so in order to do that, you have to keep growing and learning and evolving. And that's what, you know, and of course, keep, keep writing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, have a, um, I have a poster up that's from Brian Clark of Copy Blogger. And it says 10 steps to becoming a better writer. And it's number one is write. Write more, write even more, write even more than that. You know, <laughs> you don't want to, that kind of thing. So it's just the more you write, the better you're going to get, mm-hmm. you know? So that's true. We all have that first book that's like you go back and read it years later and you're like, oh my God, that was yes. awesome. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's, yes. part, that's part, of, part of the process. You know? Yeah, the learning process. <laughs> so you have to, yes. you have to do it first. <laughs> Yes, I, I, by the way, I still hope to be able to go back one day and salvage that book. But right now, it's a hot mess. So it's not, it's not ready for time. time. <laughs> and is there a quote you live by, a book you've read, or a person in your life that keeps you going? Um, I would say that my husband probably is the person who, you know, keeps me going. I mean, we like, we've been married forever. <laughs> and now my, my grandkids are just, you know, amazing you like them all the time and you know you you want to do more and be more for them you know and uh um uh, yeah I'm, I'm i'm jay-z's legacy song is in my head right now but, 
<laughs> but so you want to do more for them. Um, but in terms of quotes, there's actually two quotes that I always look at as, as my um, go-to mm-hmm. quotes. And one um, is Mahatma Gandhi, you know, be the change you want to see in the world. I truly, truly, truly believe that. Um, that colors everything I do, yes. you know, try to be the change I want to see in the world. And the other one is Arthur, Arthur Ashe, uh, the legendary tennis player. And it's, um, oh gosh, start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. And I love that because it makes whatever you're trying to do less intimidating. Yes. Because, you know, you might have big goals or big dreams and, and it seems like, impossible and you can't do it mm-hmm. but start where you are use what you have and do what you can yes. and, you know take those first steps and so I love those two and then in terms of like poor uh, you know the poem phenomenal woman by mm-hmm. my is just that's that's my thing yeah <laughs> absolutely that's my inspiration right there so yeah oh that's those always keep in mind that's great I think too a lot of times people get into their heads that because of their situation that where they want to go is just impossible to get to instead of just using what they have already which is always enough (laughs) because I've been there and felt like that like oh my goodness I'm that's not gonna be happy for me (laughs) I know. It totally changes your perspective mm-hmm. instead of feeling like this like little ant going yeah. up against a big old building or whatever. Right. You just, you know, climbing one <laughs> one step at a time. Eventually I'll get there. You know? Yes. <laughs> and are you working on anything new? Yes. The thing I'm supposed to be working on. Uh, remember that feast and famine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, so my Pleasure Cove series has been with Kamani, and I don't know, if, you know, probably a lot of people know that Kamani has announced that they're going to um, shut the line down mm-hmm. um, as of December 2018. Mm. But prior to that announcement, um, I had been invited by uh, senior editor over at Harlequin's Desire Line mm-hmm. to pitch a series to them. And I was really surprised and impressed and happy. Yes. <laughs> she, liked the, she liked the book. Because <laughs> she'd read uh, Playing With Desire mm. and she wanted me. And so I was really excited about that, that she, you know, invited me to pitch a series to them. And so I did. I pitched them two ideas. And the one they wanted was this series about um, a family who runs a bourbon empire in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And it's called the Bourbon Brothers series. And so that uh, is going to start my series, first series with them. Um, that book comes out in March of 2018. Yes. And it's called Savannah Secrets. And so the book that I'm supposed to be working on is like a second book in that series. It's not the direct next book in the series, but it's like in that um, world. Mm. Um, it's, a, it's one of their popular little subgenres they have there, or whatever is is billionaires and babies. And so this is a billionaires and babies book that's going to be in that same world. And so that's what I'm working on now. Nice, <laughs> that's really incredible. I didn't realize how much you had going on. <laughs> so I'm like really, really like I got more excited as I was reading like all that you have going on from even this year to next year. Like looks booked and I'm like she was able to get me in like <laughs> that's like I'm I'm really excited like <laughs> well thank you 
for my it, It's so funny because it's like I didn't really realize how much I had going on until I think the first time I really realized how much I had happening was when I was doing the workshop and I was getting prepared for it and I had to write my bio. Mm. And I was like, wow, <laughs> I wrote all those books. <laughs> Yes, you did. <laughs> I was like, in my head, I'm still thinking, you know, I had two books that I had with Karina yeah. Press. That was in 2013. Oh, so goodness. to come into all of a sudden, you know, not have anything come out between 2013 and mm-hmm. now, and to now have like eight books out, that's like a lot. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness. And then I coming out next year. So, and that's just the ones that are planned now because I actually possibly have a couple mm-hmm. more coming out so that's the ones that i know for sure are coming out it's five next year so yes oh, <laughs> it's, it's amazing too so i would like to wrap up what i call the serious part of the interview and get to some fun and random questions so <laughs> <laughs> let me know when you're ready <laughs> okay so i'll try okay, okay here, we here we go what is your favorite food um probably peach cobbler <laughs> oh good did you have some for thanksgiving i made some for oh. thanksgiving <laughs> oh that sounds so good yeah. where was your first vacation first vacation oh i do not let me let me say i don't remember where my first vac. oh okay my first vacation was probably the fact that um, when I was growing up, we always drove from Cleveland all the way down to Memphis, Tennessee, like 18 hours wow. every year for my family's family reunion. So that's the first, probably for my first vacation, it was doing that. Wow. Um, the first vacation that I took that was like, wow, that I loved yes. was going to Jamaica um, and staying at Sandals for eight days with oh. my husband and his, his sister and her husband at the time. Oh my goodness. What movie can you watch just about every day and not get sick of? <laughs> um, it's a few for me. Okay. But, um, two I'm gonna say is Pretty Woman. Mm-hmm. Love that. I always watch it on, on TV. Mm-hmm. And Hitch. I, every oh. time that comes on, I watch it and I laugh just as hard every single time. <laughs> yes. That is a good movie. <laughs> yeah. So which are you? Are you the Christmas gift wrapper? Or you the Christmas put it in a gift bag wrap or person? <laughs> oh, definitely put it in a bag. <laughs> Throw it in the bag. Throw it in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> and what is your favorite color? That changes a lot, but right now it's hot pink. Mm. Like, like hot, hot pink. I don't like the pink, like the Mary Kay soft pink. Yes. No, I like the hot. And if you could be any character from any show, cartoon, movie, book, anything, what character would you be and why? Okay, so I probably would be um, Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson. (laughs) I I have a thing. I totally love superheroes. I didn't realize, like, I didn't read comic books as a kid. And so I didn't realize how into superheroes I was until like until years. But and then I love that badass, you know, female character. Yes. So she is definitely up there for me. I mean, Wonder Woman, I I'll just watch that one and I'm in love with her, but I would probably say her, because not only is she badass and, and then she's smart and then she's just so witty and funny and just such a smart behind. I, I just love her. <laughs> <laughs> and how can people reach you? 
Um, you can go to Reese with it. That's Reese with the S R E E S E Ryan R Y A N dot com. My website and connect with me there. And then on Facebook, I have my VIP um, Readers Lounge, uh, where I usually try to reveal, <laughs> um, you know, share chapters, pre- sneak preview chapters, and and I'll be announcing a giveaway today and that kind of thing, fun stuff that I do with my readers there. So those are probably the two easiest ways to get in contact with me. <laughs> nice. And I just joined your Facebook group and I you read did. the first chapters of Playing with Seduction. And I was like, yeah. you know how you're reading such a good book that when it stops, you're like, okay, where's the rest of it? <laughs> That's how I found. <laughs> so, and then the crazy thing is I'm up here thinking the book is already out. So I go to Amazon and I'm like trying to place the order. And then I see pre-order. I'm like, no, this is supposed to be out so I can finish it. <laughs> So it was absolutely amazing. I know, yeah, I know what you mean, but it will be absolutely, it will actually be on shelves on December the nineteenth. Yes, and the official um, day when it's available everywhere as an ebook and everything is gonna be on January first. So right. I'm just like, oh my goodness, how is it just gonna stop right there? I need this. I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> See, I have you now. <laughs> That's how you get me. <laughs> but thank you. I, I, that means a lot. I appreciate that. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you so much again for doing this interview for me. Like, I really appreciate it. I'm like, you are the actually the last interview of this year. And this year, along with this podcast, has been absolutely amazing. I did not see it going, like, how it has been going. And I've really yeah. become, like, such a better interviewer. <laughs> <laughs> And congratulations to you you. on your podcast. The interviews are wonderful. So I was excited to be able to, when you invited me, I was like, yay! Yay! (laughs) OMG, thank you. (laughs) Thank you again, Reese. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed the show. Please leave a rating and review and share this episode with everyone you know. To read my books, follow me on Facebook and Instagram at SLF underscore entertainment. To see my art, follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Fascinating Painting. To watch me style my hair, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Love for My 4C. To keep up with this podcast, follow me on Twitter at Characters Here. And join the community at CharactersHere.com. Ooh, that was a lot. (laughs) 